Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vodka Melonade. I still love saying that. (laughs) I hope everyone had a great week. I hope everyone's been staying cool. I know it's it's been pretty hot, especially by LA standards. Um, And it's just been like just very like annoying to even just be outside like I just I like to stay in the house or go somewhere where it has AC and just be at work because it's cool at work too you know I just I hate being hot I'll say it again I'm over summer I'm ready for fall and winter but I hope you guys who do enjoy summer have been enjoying it um I hope everyone's been staying sane you know things are getting kind of hectic out there again I mean COVID's still a thing monkeypox is becoming a thing I think I read some article I just completely just I didn't even read the article I saw the headline on Instagram and I scrolled by because it was like I cannot something about some other virus that's in China right now at their borders and I'm like can y'all keep it over there I'm not in the mood (laughs) I'm really not in the mood I for a split second the other day I was just like having a mental crisis just thinking about the fact that we've been in a pandemic for so long and we're still needing our masks and you know the cdc is still issuing warnings like every other day about this and that and it's just like what is going on i can't remember i'm starting to like forget what life was like before 2020 and that's a little alarming and it's just like i'm just trying to stay calm and just you know focus on the good things that are going on in life I um it's funny this week um started off kind of you know interesting if you wear glasses if you wear corrective lenses of any kind like maybe you'll feel my pain on Monday morning I reached into my cabinet where I keep my contacts fully prepared just to pop them in after my shower and there were no contacts to be found And I was like, oh, you know, I have to go grab, you know, a couple more boxes because I have one box per eye. And I went in my little stash where I keep them and there was nothing there. And somehow I would assumed I had more when I grabbed those last two boxes. I think I thought I had more. So I didn't re-up in time. So now I am completely without contacts. I have glasses, obviously, but because of the pandemic, I got contacts because wearing glasses with your mask is just so uncomfortable. Your glasses get foggy. That's like too much to have on my ears, like the stem of the glasses and then the little hooks of the the mask. It's just too much. And, you know, it's really annoying when you drive, like you can't wear your sunglasses because you have your glasses on and I have so many cute sunglasses that I like to wear. So after, you know, 30 years, you know, I finally decided to get contacts and I love them. And usually I'm really good about, oh, I'm running low. Let me order more. But this time I completely ran out. And the way my uh, eye and eye care like insurance is set up and I have the good shit. OK, VSP, if you know, is pretty good. 
Um, but I don't know, I guess, I don't know how it works with the contacts. Like for some reason I can't order more until I go in for another appointment. And I can only go see this guy on Saturdays cause I hate taking time off for the eye doctor. Um, I just, I don't know. So I have to go on Saturday, but they don't have another opening for like another few weeks. So I have to go in September. So I am kind of SOL as far as getting contacts right now. So I'm just like slumming it with my glasses. And I I just noticed myself getting like kind of a headache because I, I do take them off to give my ears a break from having the stem and the mask around them. But then I'll get like a headache, like reading my screen at work. And it's just like a hot mess. I dug around in my bathroom and the drawers and the cabinets and stuff, just hoping I had like some stray ones somewhere. I found two contacts that were for the same eye. And then I did find a pair. So I'm just like holding on to the pair for, I don't know, a special occasion or something. I don't know, but... I this is what happens when you wear your contacts every day and I swear I had like a six plus month supply and they just the last few months just like flew by I guess so I'll never let that happen again um and I don't want to do like those um mail order contacts like I have my prescription and everything but I don't really trust those not really so uh, we'll see. I'll just deal with the glasses. It's, you know, oh God. LASIK is looking like more and more of an option every day. I'm like so tired of, I've been wearing glasses since like first grade and I'm kind of over it, but uh, the idea of LASIK kind of freaks me out. I mean, it really freaks me out. Do you realize they peel your eye like a grape? Think of a grape and you peel the skin off. They they peel they, they peel your eye like a grape. And I know they're not like doing anything with like a knife. I know it's a laser, but it's just the idea that you're wide awake looking at them peel your eye like a damn grape. It just I just feel like I might pass out. I I I I don't think I'd do well under that. I need like a bunch of Xanax to be able to make that happen. But, you know, <laughs> as freaked out as it makes me the idea of like not needing to put any contacts or wear any glasses anymore it really is seeing seeming a little more appealing these days but I have to do my research I guess or I'll just have to make sure I'm not stupid and forgetting to order new contacts so uh anyway um that was the first thing that I had to deal with this week um, as far as like doctor stuff related. And it's funny because a couple of days after that, I actually had um, an OBGYN appointment. And this doctor that I started going to this is my second time seeing her. And I loved her the first time. Um, but the second time going to her this week just solidified the fact that she's the best doctor I've ever had. I had been in the market for another OBGYN when I switched my insurance because my other one wasn't in my network anymore. So my primary care physician, um, you know, like a year ago, he recommended this woman, um, this other OBGYN, I guess that he knew, and he recommended her It was a black woman, which I definitely prefer to have black doctors all the way around from eye dentist primary OBG whatever I prefer to have a black doctor so I was happy he recommended her um but I looked at her reviews 
And <laughs> I mean, it, it, the way it sounded, it was like her doctors or her patients were coming in and not coming out. <laughs> so that's how bad it seemed. Um, They're just talking about how rude she was. She was very impatient with her patients. Her staff was rude. Um, you know, they were often late or they'd cancel appointments or, you know, just their, their, her bedside manner, I guess, was just really not, not good. And I mean, and it wasn't just one or two one-off appoint, like, um, reviews. I mean, it was like every single one that I saw was like a nightmare and I'm like, okay, so we won't be going to her. And I'm really surprised my doctor recommended her. I mean, with the way the reviews were sounding, but I don't know, maybe they have like a deal. Maybe she refers people back to him or something. I don't know. So basically after seeing that, I was like, okay, let me just try to find my own. I think at one point, I think I posted on social media, maybe Facebook looking for a recommendation, but nobody really, you know, gave me anything worth exploring or investigating. So I was really just taking a shot in the dark I was looking on my network um, website and I just saw the name of this doctor. Her name was Dr. Bliss. And I was like, Bliss, oh, that sounds really, really nice. I'm like, okay. And she was in Santa Monica and um, it just seemed, I don't know. I saw some of her reviews and I just got a good feeling. Like I didn't see too much. There wasn't too much to go off of, but I don't know. It's got a good vibe. So I saw her back in March and she was just so lovely she really really was she's um relatively young i mean she can't be more than like 50 years old you know what i mean unless you know you know people of color really don't crack like that so (laughs) you never know but she's really bubbly and attentive and patient and you know really personable and she likes to gossip like we'll just be in there spilling tea for like 15 minutes before um, we even got started (laughs) with anything and she you can ask her a million questions and she doesn't like she's not looking at her watch she's not you know making you feel like you're taking up her time you know and she's really gentle with everything which you know as a woman is very important when you're going in there to get papped so (laughs) um I don't know. I just really liked her and her staff was really nice. And I really liked that, you know, even when you're not in her office, if you have a question or whatever, anything about your prescriptions, yada, yada, like you can just message her through her portal and she'll get back to you often within a couple of hours, definitely by the end of the day, if rarely, but if not, then she'll get to you, you know, the next morning, but she's just really good about it. She's just so sweet. Um, you know, when I met her for the first time back in March, you know, she was asking me about my job and like, you know, just, you know, telling her about myself and, um, you know, who I was dating and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're just getting to know each other. So when I, I visit her again this week, um, she was like recalling stuff that I mentioned, you know, a few months ago. And I just think that's really nice. And it just makes like a really good experience. Um, but it's funny because <laughs> when I saw her in March, I was seeing this other guy um, who with my friends, I, I we just refer to him as 6'5". So I was telling her about 6'5". And when I saw her this week, she was like, oh, so 
how's six five? She was like, how, how is he? How's, how are things going? And I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, he is no longer, you know, we have somebody new now. And she was like, oh, she's like, I love that for you. She was, I was like kind of telling her about blue. And we were just gossiping about that. And she's just so funny, so sweet. I was even telling her about my podcast that I started since the last time I, I talked to her. And she was just really super excited about that. And she like wrote it down. So Dr. Bliss, if you're listening, hey, I love you. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, I'm just really excited to have her as my doctor just going forward. And I can totally see her in the delivery room with me should I have kids like I definitely want her there that just I'm 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 fully on board with that so that's really exciting um it's funny though because (laughs) last time I was there I had to get blood drawn obviously and as I was sitting there waiting the nurse who was doing the blood I heard her in another room um talking to the other patient and I kind of heard the patient kind of like going out it's like oh ow, ow 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 and the nurse is like oh I'm sorry baby I'm sorry sweetie um you just have deep veins so I'm like oh my god so then she goes to another room right before mine and the same thing is happening I can hear her saying oh you have deep veins I'm so sorry and the, the patient's just like oh ow ow so then she gets to me and she ties the thing around my arm and she gives me like a squeezy thing to start squeezing and she's poking my arm and she's like oh wow yeah really deep veins <laughs> and I'm like okay now how many deep veined women can there be in one one office like after a certain point it's like is it just you so I was getting a little nervous that she's gonna have to start digging around with the needle but it, it was fine it was fine but I just thought that was so that was so funny um, as far as needles are concerned I don't mind giving blood it doesn't really hurt I hate getting shots though I think it's because shots you get the needle plus whatever they're injecting and it stings it usually hurts after it feels like you got punched in the arm and it's just really sore when you give blood it's just the one little prick they take the needle out and that's it so I'd rather do that but not when they're digging around for gold (laughs) so right now as far as doctors are concerned I feel like I have you know the perfect circle um, and team of black doctors my physician for primary care my dentist my um, uh, optometrist and now my OBGYN so um, and you know what she may be only partially black I think she may be Indian actually but regardless people of color you know and a woman so I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that but of course you know you go to um, see a gynecologist you know she starts bringing up my um, child rearing plans and you know I'm 33 years old and you know women are having children later and later so though she you know she's letting me know obviously there's no rush and everything is healthy and looks great I mean this is probably gonna be TMI but she told me I had a perfect uterus so I'm very proud of that so whenever I decide to have kids they're gonna have a little comfy perfect little home and I'm happy about that but she was just saying you know you know if you're gonna start thinking about having kids you may want to think about maybe at least by 36 37 for your first one um, if not sooner and if I want another you know they're probably gonna have to be pretty close together 
Um, so she was just giving me that to think about. I definitely want kids, but I feel like a lot has to happen before that happens. I mean, ideally, I'd like to be married before having the kids and not only just married, like I want to be married for a year or two before the kids uh, come around. And I mean, that takes time. So I don't necessarily want any honeymoon babies. I used to think that was just so romantic and so cute to like have your kids nine months after your honeymoon but I mean what's the rush you know I, I kind of want to take my time and enjoy my husband and travel a little bit you know ideally I mean what do they say like you make plans for your life and got laughs or whatever so as long as the marriage part is there I think I can control that then you know everything else will just let it take its course after that but um definitely want kids I know um as you know I'm I'm dating blue right now he has kids of his own he has two teenage boys um one is I believe 14 the other I believe is 17 and um when I first met him I definitely made sure like having more kids was an option for him and he's completely down he would like to be married as well and I mean, I don't think he has a cap on how many more kids he wants. I believe he said, you know, whatever my wife wants, if she wants four, you know, I'm good with that. Like however many she wants. So, you know, well, we'll see what happens there. But that definitely would have been a deal breaker if he didn't want any more children. Speaking of blue, uh, three things happened over the last couple of weeks involving him. So he went on a four day cruise without me. He went with a bunch of friends. Uh, he had a birthday, he turned 39, and I saw his apartment for the first time, which was exciting. So, um, yeah, he went on a cruise for uh, four days, and it's something he had planned, you know, prior to, like, me meeting him. This is something he already had planned, and he went with a bunch of guy friends, and I was fully prepared to just not hear from him while he was on the cruise. <laughs> I know when I went on a, the couple of cruises that I've been on, I didn't really have service, number one. I don't even think there was anybody like back home who I was even talking to at the time to care. But I just recall not really having a lot of service. I think we even had like f special phones they gave us to use on the ship to like communicate with who we were there with. Um, but I was just fully prepared to just not hear from him. I was like, I saw him like the day before he left and you know we spent some time and I was just fully prepared to just be like all right I'll talk to him you know on Sunday when he gets back but he was so communicative with me while he was gone and it kind of surprised me he I mean from the time he left to like while he was gone and then when he was on his way back I mean like he's like texting me from the shuttle on the way to the airport and then when he boarded and when he landed and when he was getting on the ship and you know sporadically throughout the trip he's checking on me like how are you doing what are you doing did you have fun you know on Saturday what did you do and 
you know, he's like telling me that he misses me and he's thinking of me and he's sending me pictures. And I mean, it was a little out of order, some of the stuff, because it I think obviously the service wasn't great. I think he went to the Bahamas, so he would send me stuff. And I think I was getting it kind of late because I reply and he'd be like, huh? And I'd be like, oh, I'm responding to this. And he's like, oh, I sent that this morning. So it was a little bit of a delay. Hold on. I have to go um, check a cat real quick. Zoe. These cats are cruising for a bruise and you know I woke up this morning and my entire paper towel roll was all over my kitchen. They've never done that in their life, even when they were kittens. They're on another level this morning. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so he was just, it, the communication was just great. It was more than I expected while he was gone. So I just really appreciated that. You know, it's like he's able to go and have his fun. But then just to let me know, even here and there, that he's thinking about me, I just felt really special. And I just really enjoyed that. Um, his birthday was last week. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, uh, what's today? The 14th. Yeah, his birthday was last Thursday. Now, he is not the birthday type. He let me know that very early on, like, before we even got close to August. Um, he doesn't really celebrate it. It's kind of just another day. The only thing he said that he likes to do is just not work because he's a very, very, very hard worker. It's one of the most amazing qualities about him. He works every single day, depending you know, on what's going on. So on that day of the year, he says he just likes to like not work if he can arrange it and just reflect on the year and just, you know, be by himself. And I have to respect that. It's like, I'm not going to come in and just like change up his whole, what he likes to do. That's his day. If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. He doesn't like surprises. He doesn't like a whole bunch of gifts. So, and it's, it was, it was hard to hear because, you know, in my family, if it's someone's birthday, they're getting the gifts, they're getting the cake, the candles, we're singing happy birthday. Our group chat for the family is like lit up with birthday texts. Like we just go all out. Like me and my mom, we were before the pandemic hit, we were kind of getting into this like routine of buying each other a big fat steak on our birthday. And, you know, we just, we just like to make it a big deal and it is a big deal. Um, but I think he kind of looks at it like some people look at, other holidays like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day it's like you know why choose one day to show that person you care you should be showing them all year long so I think he just thinks of that day as just another day and he's like if you want to take me to dinner if you want to do this and that like you can do that any day you know tomorrow's not promised you don't have to wait for August every year to come around to do it like let's just do it because I'll do the same for you if you tell me you want something I'm not going to wait until Christmas or wait until your birthday to get it. I'm going to get it right then or, you know, pretty soon. I'm not going to wait. So it's like I kind of see what he's saying, but I couldn't let the day completely go by. Um, I definitely got him like a little gift card. We hung out the day after his birthday. He came over and I cooked dinner and I got him like a little card and he was kind of making a joke like you tricked me. We were just supposed to be hanging out. But <laughs> but I just wanted to do a little something and I really like being able to look back at like birthday cards and holiday cards from from my family. I have a bunch that I've saved. So if he and I are going to be doing this for the long run, which it feels like, 
I just wanted to start that kind of tradition. So now he has a card that's dated from August 2022. And going forward, you know, he'll just have a big pile of these cards to look back on which which I really like so um I was kind of nervous to do anything because I was like I don't know how serious he takes the no birthday thing like if I even say happy birthday is he gonna like be mad <laughs> if I get him something is he gonna go off like I, I wasn't sure I didn't, I didn't feel like he would but I didn't know how sensitive of a topic it was so I tr- definitely tread it very lightly but I think it worked out my main goal was just to let him know that I care and that I think he's special and I just didn't want to like completely blow the day off um you know because I I just I couldn't do that I just couldn't do that he's he's too he's too awesome so um the other thing like I said I did see his apartment for the first time and I don't know I just feel like such a grown-up like you know I'm dating this man and he has his place I have my place so now we're at a point where it's like oh you're gonna come stay over here you want me to come stay over there and I don't know it just feels cool (laughs) um he has a really nice place I was very impressed he's definitely a grown man (laughs) you know everything has its place he has a lot of cool gadgets and you know his kids setup is really nice and it was like a quick little peek into his daddy world to see like his kids room and see how he you know the life that he's providing for them so that was just really cool to see and it definitely just made me like him even more um this place is a lot bigger than mine but he has a lot more people under his household um but I don't know it was just really nice to see and it he seemed to enjoy like showing me around and showing me everything where everything was and you know we just we just had a really good time so um those are just interesting developments in our relationship as we you know get into and through our fourth month of uh dating each other it's just going really awesome (laughs) man another thing i've been keeping my eye on this week is the uh trial of that woman who caused that horrific accident over in windsor hills um in la it i still can't get over that video i mean she was going so freaking fast killed six people including an infant and a pregnant woman and you know I see clips of her crying in court and I'm just thinking like (laughs) like what are you crying for you know and I know they're gonna you know say she wasn't mentally sound or whatever because I think they actually didn't find any like drugs or alcohol in her system so they're gonna obviously probably try to plead that something was mentally wrong with her I mean yeah I'm sure but you know you can't really hinge this whole thing on that that's crazy you know um but I mean she's facing I think up to 90 years in jail her life is over completely over she was a traveling nurse definitely doesn't have that job anymore and I just feel like I mean I know her defense attorneys like I know their job is to get her as like little time as possible there's no way that she's gonna get completely off I just I just don't see how she could not do any jail time I think the most they can do is just try to reduce it as much as they can 
But honestly, I mean, <laughs> like, I feel like she's just going to be caught up in this for so long because isn't it like the state is going to be like pursuing this um, against her? But then like, can't like the individual families and like, can't they all like individually sue her too or take her to court over this too? Like, I just feel like either way, her life is completely over. And for what? If the rumors and everything is true, like it stemmed from her arguing with her boyfriend, there is no man on earth that is worth speeding off like that and causing such a horrific accident. And the thing is, it's like, it's so terrible because I mean, we're all, if you're in LA, like that's like a hot spot. Like we've all gone east, west, north, south on that corner before, you know, it's, 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 you know, we're all familiar with that. Those four gas stations over there, my mom goes out of her way to go to one of those gas stations because it's cheaper over there. So if her car can make it and she needs the gas, she will go over there. Like she's over there, maybe not as often now with the pandemic and everything and she works from home, but like, you know, she she goes over there if she can. And she's always telling me, go, go to that gas station, it's cheaper. And it's just like, oh my God, like just to think that either one of us could have been over there, it's it's it just hits really close to home. Um, the Brinks man at my job, he was over there that day. He said she drove right past him. And I'm like, okay, this is how like close to home it is. Like just to think like, she could have taken him out as well but she like went she swerved right by him at the top of the hill she hadn't even picked up full momentum yet so to him it didn't look like she was going that fast but um you know I guess she definitely probably picked up speed as she continued down the hill so just I don't know how she even survived it and now they're saying that she's like been the cause of 13 other crashes that caused bodily injury to people and I'm like how the hell does she keep surviving I don't want to wish death on her but I'm like it's like some final destination stuff like how is she surviving this with I think I saw her on the side of the curb she had like a, a, a scraped up arm I'm like how that was like a fireball of a crash how does she survive that? How does she survive 13 other incidents in her car? How has her license not been revoked? Like, I, I don't know if it's because she's a traveling nurse and maybe these incidents happened in different places, but I mean, something should have been done by now. This is like, there's some kind of negligence by somebody here. <laughs> so she'll get what she deserves. I, I just, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. And then um, I saw the footage of Anne Heche the other day driving. And she was, I mean, the sound that her car, it sounded like a fighter jet. She was flying down a residential street like someone's ring camera caught it. She was flying down their residential street. And it was like, I mean, a split second and she was already past the house. And then you hear the horrific crash off in the distance and it's like I hate driving I hate driving I and you can control your own car you can go the speed limit and follow all the rules but it's everybody else that you have to watch out for people do stupid things in traffic all 
the time. You know, how many people have I seen on a daily basis, especially in my neighborhood, they look at stop signs as a suggestion. You know, you really have to stop at every corner, whether you have a stoplight, a stop sign or nothing, because people will just do what they want to do. And then they'll look at you like you're crazy. So it just makes me really nervous that there's just people out there, celebrities or otherwise, that are just out there on drugs or high, you know, high on whatever, drunk on whatever, or just speeding just to be speeding. And they're the ones that are causing the accidents. I didn't have my first car accident until I was, um, I think it was in 2015. So I was 26 when I had my first accident and it was not my fault. This girl was on her cell phone, according to witnesses, and she, I stopped because there was a pedestrian who kind of jumped out, started crossing the street, and she didn't see me stop, and she rear-ended the mess out of my beetle at the time. So ever since then, I'm just very, like, super hyper aware of my surroundings. I'm constantly looking in my rearview mirror. I hate when people tell me. You know, I just, I get really like anxious in traffic and, you know, luckily my commutes like to and from work really aren't that bad. Like I don't even have to get on the freeway, but it's just, there's just way too many people on the road, people just doing dumb things, just driving like nobody else is around and, you know, thinking like the rules don't apply to them in traffic and it's just, it's just nerve wracking. So like I said, you can be in control of your own driving situation as much as you want, but it's everybody else that just ruins it for people. And I just, I completely hate driving. So that's why I am so happy that Blue has basically just declared he's going to be doing the driving. He prefers it. Even the other night, he lives in Tarzana, okay? And he picked me up over here in Koreatown and brought me to his house and we hung out and he brought me back. And, you know, he does all the driving on our dates. He'll pick me up. And um, it took some getting used to because as much as I hate driving, I am not used to being in the passenger seat either. So giving up that control, you know, and getting used to someone else's driving, it was like putting me on edge in the beginning. So we've like been making a joke out of it, but I'm getting more and more used to it. And I made a joke the other night, like, yeah, well, we'll see how you do when you're in my passenger seat. And he was like, I'll never be in your passenger seat. I don't see that ever happening. He was like, I'm going to be doing the driving. He was like, something crazy would have to happen for me to be getting driven around by you. And I was like, what? Like, you know, you are unconscious. He was like, yeah. And then you'd have to somehow lift my lifeless body into the car. And even then I still find a way to try to drive you. <laughs> so I'm looking very much forward to my life of being a passenger princess in his car. <laughs> hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.